It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to Game Week. The Miami Dolphins will play the Los Angeles Chargers for Week 1 of the 2023 season, and we are exploring some of the biggest storylines for the game as we get ready to kick off this 2023 season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Shout out to our everydayers that do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today on the show, uh, I did a little homework over the weekend. Uh, It's technically still a long weekend, neither here nor there, Um, but I crowdsourced. And I decided when I got the answers from everybody on the question that I asked uh, that I was going to use this as kind of a pseudo power to the pod, but not really, but also kind of power power to the pods or mailbag. Asked, what is the one thing to our Locked on Dolphin subtext community? You can find the sign up link in the show description or there's a number uh, in the ticker on the YouTube channel. If you're interested, a couple bucks a month, first two weeks free. Talk to me directly. Check it out. We are seven days out for the Dolphins versus the Chargers. What is the one thing you are most concerned about regarding the Chargers? I got like 100 replies. Wish I was kidding. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll see some familiar themes here. Bosa, the offensive line, running the football, the offensive line. The offensive line. If the Dolphins stay with the run, they will win. Offensive performance. Passing game being stifled again. Is the strength of the linebackers to cover. Okay. Containing running back Austin Eckler. Their defense. Joey Bosa neutralizing him. Stopping Bosa. Their shutout of our offense from last time. Mac and Bosa versus our tackles. All the ways the Chargers can use Eckler. So there's a couple storylines here, and we'll, we'll touch on each. As far as the offensive line performance uh, versus the Chargers front, I don't know, looking at the Chargers and their depth chart, and Joe Marino and I for Locked On NFL Scouting just went back over all of the rosters and updated them for the 53s with the player assessments, like the quality of the players that you have in each spot. 
The Chargers have two studs on the edge, but they're not necessarily deep on the edge uh, with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So I think one thing that if you're going to have success getting the perimeter, I think you're going to have to run the ball downhill first. And that was something we said about the Chargers last time, and it just didn't happen. You know, there, there were some, there was some success early in the first half running the football, but um, you kind of got away from it. You started chasing the game. Uh, felt like the Chargers were selling out on first down to create second and long situations. No team in the NFL last year was uh, more prone to throwing on second and long than the Dolphins were. And then it felt like you got second and long and they sold out for the pass. Uh, I believe it was Chris Kaufman of three yards per carry that, that made a recent observation along those lines that I think is a great talking point uh, as well. I look at the Chargers and what they have and their interior defensive line group of Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Nick Williams, Chris Hinton, rookie Scott Matlock, Morgan Fox. These are the interior defensive linemen for the Los Angeles Chargers. If you're going to avoid the trap that you set last year for yourself, playing the Chargers, where they could really tee off on you, flood the middle of the field, put bodies in there, you have to get push and surge in the run game. Now, the good news is you have one new starter at the left guard spot who I think can help that because I think the strength of Isaiah Wynn as a guard is not necessarily his work in pass protection, but it is his work uh, in the run game and creating vertical push because that's a, it's a little bit more uh, one for one, right? You fire off the ball, you, you double team off a guy and you climb to the second level. So, if I'm Miami and I'm building this plan for myself and I'm talking about how to avoid the traps of last year, I think you need to have more success running the ball on first down. Duh. Obviously. But if the Chargers are going to flood the middle of the field on first and second and third down, and they're just going to say, okay, we are going to turn this into a clogged middle. You're not going to have a lot of numbers. We're going to sell out against the run, and then we're going to sell out against the pass in successive downs. But it's always going to be congested in the middle of the field. The screen game, I think, is the counter. And the Chargers have some good physical corners. Uh, they, they have five corners in total on their 53. Now, they have Derwin James, who can do just about anything that you would possibly want. But if you're going to congest the middle of the field, is he going to be on the second level, is he going to be up near the line of scrimmage? Is he going to be playing deep? I think you have to identify where Derwin James is when you're running your, your screen game and make sure that he is accounted for. But well, Asante Samuel is not a big player. Michael Davis is. But if you're going to have Michael Davis in space try to tackle Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios, you kind of like your chances. We'll see what J.C. Jackson looks like this year. He's coming off a season-ending injury. It was abysmal for them last year before he got hurt. And their only other two corners are Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor. So, again, it's peripheral weapons in the passing game. Got to have more success running the ball and creating vertical push because I think you got to run between the tackles. I don't know that running, trying to run and get the edge on Bosa and Khalil Mack is a formula for, for great success, at least early on. Hopefully you string some drives together so that you get these guys into this rotation where they have to come off the field and then you can kind of be selective. But if you're going to go three and out, three and out, three and out, 
or five play drives tops, you're going to see a lot of Mac and a lot of Bosa. So that for me, the, the biggest theme of the talking points for when the Dolphins have the ball is Bosa and Mac, the offensive line, avoiding what happened last year. And that for me is the pathways. More success running the ball between the tackles on first and 10. Screen game on the perimeter. Get the ball out and get blockers in space and set up punt return left or punt return right and test their corners. And then sustain drives so that you get to the rotation so that it has to be Tuli Tupelotu and Chris Rump because those are the only two edge guys they have on the 53 right now. Those are the steps that I think you need to see the Dolphins have success with. As far as Austin Eckler, because that was the other, the most frequently invoked when the Chargers have the ball, is Austin Eckler versus the Dolphins linebackers in uh, Jerome Baker, who was with the team last year. And then obviously Miami made a change by bringing in David Long as the other starting linebacker. I think a zone-heavy scheme will help. Uh, I, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, the Dolphins' ability to tackle is going to largely determine a lot of their success. Because um, this, is, this is going to be a scheme where it's a lot of it's going to happen in front of your face and you're going to have to fly up and rally the football. So Miami's going to have to be ready to tackle, especially a guy like Eckler, who I, I would also include Gerald Everett in this. You know, everybody talks about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnson, the first round pick, and they're tough matchups. Uh, and they're they have a new offense that is probably going to put want to push the ball down the field. I expect Vic and company will be prepared to take some of that away. Uh, but ultimately, how well do you fly up and tackle in space? Because it's going to be a much more zone heavy scheme. And, and as a result, I don't think you'll see what the Dolphins have had the last few years where their linebackers are getting absolutely abused by every running back and tight end on the face of the planet because they can't run with them and play man-to-man coverage because it's it's a really hard and ambitious ask. And the Dolphins really didn't have some of the personnel to do that at a very high level. So those are the fan concerns on each side of the ball. We're going to talk about um, Miami's health, Miami's injuries, kind of update where we're at on that front as we get ready for this contest. And that is next here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. But before we go anywhere, the NFL season is here. Football kicks off this Thursday, and there's no better way to get in on the action than with Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they're going to go higher or lower on one of their stats, and then what you usually spend kickoff night doing is watching the game. You can win up to 20 times your money on a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money, and it's legal in over 30 states. Plus, it's tons of fun. So if you want to build your dream team today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or use website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code Locked On, not only will Underdog double your first deposit up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live right now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes has to get just one yard for your pick to be correct. Seems like a pretty good bet. Remember, Underdog Fantasy, sign up with promo code Locked On and use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you are watching us on YouTube. Guys, do you ever have trouble performing? 
ever out with your partner and feel like you just can't get the job done? Does it get worse when there's lots of people around? You get anxious? Is it especially bad with guacamole? I'm talking about weak chips. The ones that can't handle a hearty scoop of guac. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips understands the pain of trying to dip with weak tortilla chips. No one wants to go soft on the guac. Unlike other chips, Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are literally built to dip because they're made the old-fashioned way by cutting actual tortillas. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are both sturdy and delicious. Crisp, corny, and organic, these chips will make your tailgate go to another level. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are now available at Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. You can find them in the deli section with the chips. So head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, and scoop that guac like the stud that you are. So as far as Miami's concerned, just updating everybody. On, uh, I know I've had a lot of questions coming uh, through tweets, DMs, the Locked On Dolphin Subtext community, Locked On Dolphin Subtext one-on-one exchanges. What about this player? What about this player? What about this player? And, and I know it, it doesn't help when the reports out of practice are uh, Raheem Mostert and Chris Brooks are the only two healthy running backs on the Dolphins roster. Well, yes and no. <laughs> Mostert and Brooks on the only players who are not dealing with anything right now. But I think you're going to start to see a shift for Miami. Because throughout the course of the preseason, it has literally been, oh, you got some mumps and bruises? You ain't playing. Period. You, we want to protect our players. We want to make sure that they're not lingering or dealing with excessive uh, bumps and bruises or wear and tear before the start of the season. And I, you get it, right? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Nobody's going to win a trophy for being 3-0 after the first three weeks. Case in point, look at what the Dolphins did last year, whether we like it or not. It sounds like in the backfield, Jeff Wilson's obviously on IR. You're not going to see Jeff Wilson for at least the first month of the season. Raheem Mostert and Christopher Brooks, they're not dealing with anything. They're good to go. Savan Ahmed and Devon Chain, both at the end of last week, spoke and made it sound like they are going to be ready for week one against the Chargers. So that gives you a full complement of backs at your disposal as you need to, to rotate, keep guys fresh, have down and distance guys, have passing down guys, have scheme touch guys, whatever you want. It's going to be at your disposal. And that's part of the game of football is you got to play with the hand that you're dealt. And tell you what, in, in working through with Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino, going through some of these other rosters across the rest of the league. Um, one thing that I could tell you is I don't feel sorry for those teams, and they won't feel sorry for us with whatever injuries that they have. With the position that the Dolphins have put themselves in, with the amount of talent that the Dolphins have collected, with when this rebuild started, you deal with injuries, you're going to have to find a way to make it work. You just are. Well, this, thing, this thing started in 2019. You got a quarterback on the last year of a super friendly rookie contract. It's time to go out and, and put all of the pieces together. And if you deal with injuries along the way, there's no shame in advice, adversity. Mike McDaniels talked about adversity, but you got to get it done. You're going to have to get it done. So just a, a couple points of emphasis on that case of point, the Chargers or, or the Colts. The Colts have four wide receivers on their 53-man roster. The Denver Broncos, who the Dolphins will play in Week 5, have four active wide receivers on their roster. 
It's Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, and Brandon Johnson are the four wide receivers on this 53-man roster. And Jerry Judy's dealing with a hamstring injury. So you might have three healthy wide receivers. Now they'll elevate somebody off the practice squad and dress and be ready to go. But Cortland Sutton, rookie Marvin Mims, and Brandon Johnson are the healthy wide receivers for the Broncos right now. But like if they played a game right now, that's who they'd have. So every team's dealing with stuff like this, right? Now, the good news for Miami is if you look at the players that are on IR, it's Keon Crossan was a special teams depth player. Eric Saubert was going to be part of a rotation at the tight end position. Uh, Robert Jones, I don't think, was ever going to be the starter. He's your uh, utility interior offensive lineman. It hurts the depth, but the Dolphins also are carrying four other depth offensive linemen. Now, the quality of them is a different story, but that's also a thing that every team across the league is dealing with. The, the big injury that you're dealing with is Jalen Ramsey. It sounds like the running back room, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Sounds like Teron Armstead, we're pushing. I would bet he plays because that's what Teron does. Teron um, is far enough into his career where he can get as little work as possible in the preseason and throughout the course of the week and play hurt and give you something that would be better than 90% of other offensive linemen across the league. It does not sound like there was any structural concerns for the Dolphins. Case in point, they, they said they expect um, that they've avoided the worst of whatever uh, the, the medical incident was with the joint practices in Houston. There's been some speculation behind the scenes. I'm not a doctor. I'm not his doctor. And I don't want to get into speculation, but there's a very feasible explanation for what happened with that incident and why uh, the enthusiasm was immediately so quick once they had the testing and they checked him out. I would bet Toronto Armstead plays. So really, that puts you at a point where if you're looking at probably the top 30, 35 names on the roster, it's Jalen Ramsey and maybe Jeff Wilson. Are the guys that, that are going to be down for this game? Now, we have to get through this week, week of practice healthy. Brandon Jones is still dealing with something. But in the grand scheme of what has felt like this barrage of injuries, right? And I've, I've had people reach out and they're like, man, why are we so snake bit with injuries? I don't think we are. I'm going to be honest. I think this staff is excessively deliberate to protect players when they have time to do so. And you could keep proper perspective on, look, the regular season doesn't start for, for two weeks. So let's rest. We're not going to play you. But people that are observing practice in a public setting or the media is going to say, hey, so-and-so is not practicing today. And it just feels like a wave after wave after wave that just chips away at you. And you say, how is this possible that we're, we're dealing so much? Well, it's football, right? There's bumps and bruises every day. But as I look at the Dolphins, it's been a, a talking point in the preseason. I don't think there is a concern right now that I have. Jalen Ramsey stuff is an obvious bummer because he might be the best football player on this team. But I'll tell you what, Joe Marino and I, for locked on NFL scouting, stacked all the rosters. We stacked them all. And what we did was we, for the start of the season, took out players that are on injured reserve, PUP, not going to be available to start the season. And the Dolphins are still a top six roster in the NFL. We're enthusiastic about what this coaching should be. Go out and perform. Because that's kind of the stage that you're at. 
we are going to talk about the Chargers and a big storyline that uh, I think is particularly interesting uh, for the Chargers as we get ready to bring this episode of Lockdown Dolphins to a close. So stick with us. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each and every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to be providing you the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster. So with draft prep underway this season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit pick fantasy picks of the week. If you need an undervalued running back, to help give your fantasy football team a smoother ride in 2023, then you should pick Chiefs second-year runner Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco is a coaching staff favorite with his power running that quickly earned him a roster spot. The Chiefs could also saw he could reel off big runs and be a real asset as a receiver when given targets. Expect Pacheco to have a shot at ample scoring, playing off of the presence of Patrick Mahomes. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship this year. eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay fits, eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you're going to need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay guaranteed fit, everything in your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. So the tidbit for the Chargers that I thought was a little interesting was I, I saw this statistic come up on uh, my social media timeline last night. I was watching the Florida State LSU game, which Florida State laid the smackdown on LSU. And um, it was eight starting quarterbacks for teams across the league this year did not play in the preseason for varying degrees of reason. Those quarterbacks uh, included Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Last preseason, 11 starting quarterbacks in the NFL did not play a single snap in the preseason for their respective team. And those teams last year, out of 11, went 3-8 and eight in week one. I'm not a math guy, but I know 3 out of 11 is not a very favorable number. So uh, here we go. Well, 3 divided by 11, handy dandy calculator tells me that's 27%. 272 win percentage in week one. So. If you took eight this year by a 272 win percentage, two quarterbacks. If this is a reasonable statistic, and I think there's arguments for it. I think there's arguments against it. I understand the perspective of not wanting to unnecessarily expose your quarterback to risk. Right? So I, I get why you would not play your quarterback at the start of the regular, or in, in, throughout the course of the preseason before the start of the season. Whether or not that actually manifests itself as 
something that's tangible, I, I think can be explored. I, I think it's compounded potentially for the Chargers with a new offensive scheme. Now, some of that might be negated by the fact that the Dolphins are running a new defensive scheme as well. That cuts both ways. So I just think that that's a really interesting decision from the Chargers, given they've already given Justin Herbert the contract. It's not like Joe Burrow, where Joe Burrow's still waiting for this contract extension that we thought was going to get done by September 1st. Well, it didn't get done. Um, Herbert got the big contract extension. He's the highest paid player in the NFL and in the history of the NFL. He's got a new offensive scheme. He's got Quentin Johnston at, at wide receiver as a first-round pick who is a new element to the offense, and yet he didn't play. So I, I think for Miami, from a timing perspective, I think that's where you look at what Miami did and did not do successfully in their own preseason efforts, and, and I think it was probably helpful to have a live game setting to do some of that. And you ask yourself, okay, is this – Chargers offense going to experience some of those hiccups. And then ultimately the question will be, can the Dolphins make you pay if they do? Because the Dolphins last year hardly made anybody pay for anything uh, from a turnovers perspective because they didn't turn the ball over. They were abysmal last year with turnovers. Guys like Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, these ball hawks are going to have to show up. If they do, I think it gives the Dolphins their greatest edge because I think they matched up well against the Chargers last year anyway, with the exception of third and 17 or whatever it was, third and, third and a country mile where we played 20 yards off the ball right before the end of the half and had a backbreaker. So um, I thought Miami you know, had really nice flashes of talent against the Chargers. I, I think Jalen Phillips slash Bradley Chubb um, – Coming off the right side of that offensive line, I think that right side of the offensive line is the weak point for the Chargers, especially Rayshon Slater's coming back off of injury. Um, so can if the timing is off, can the pass rush get there? And if the timing is off and the balls aren't caught cleanly, can you make the difference-making plays? But the Chargers have at least put this on the table to be a talking point because they didn't play Justin Herbert throughout the course of the preseason. So we'll see if that manifest itself or not we are going to be building forward towards game day uh we are less than a week away from the start of the 2023 nfl regular season we'll have crossover thursday this week with locked on chargers so looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with that hope you enjoyed this pseudo power to the pod kind of primer for the week ahead as we get ready to really dive deep on the chargers and uh get this thing kicked off Looking forward to it. I appreciate all of you guys who check out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Shout out to our everydayers. I'll be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Fins up. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.